So, you know, when we talk about IoT, there, there isn't one industry that's not going to be touched by a, a connected products and services strategy. And as a result, will also transform the fundamental business of that particular you know, industry. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tunn. Today, we're continuing our two-part series in our conversation with Lou Lindsay. In our previous episode, we talked to Lou about his background in design and innovation for many, many large organizations uh, throughout his 36-year career. Today, Lou is the professor of practice at Indiana University School of Informatics and Computing in the Department of Human-Centered Computing. So, Lou, why don't we start with that and talk about what is the Department of Human-Centered Computing? Sure. So within um, the School of Informatics and Computing um, is the Department of Human-Centered Computing. And the, the, the name really does capture the intent, which is, you know, how can we take information technology, humanize it, understand its benefits and its applications to, to meeting real you know, end user needs? You know, so you can think about, um, you know, data science, data analytics, uh, that whole area of, you know, how do you then take these large amounts of data streams and, and make sense out of them in, a, you know, in, a, in an organization, down to the user experience, UX, as well as down to, to the actual user interface itself. So it's really about humanizing data and making it manageable and accessible for your, for your end user. I joined the department uh, back in 2016. I retired from GE, a 36-year career in corporate America, and uh, I had been part of the school uh, years ago on the advisory board. And uh, when Davide Balkini, the HCC department uh, head, and Matthew Palico, the dean of the school, caught wind that I was retiring there, said, well, you can't play golf seven days a week, can you? <laughs> well, I could give it a try, but you're probably right. And so I joined the team uh, in, in November 2016. And... and uh, my role and the goal of you know my uh, my activity here is to build a stronger bridge towards industry and education. You know, when I was in school, you know, the thought of dirtying yourself in the classroom with a, a real project or a problem statement from a you know a corporation or a company was you know blasphemy. Right? This yeah, is yeah. we're we're a pillar of higher knowledge. We're not going to you know soil ourselves with doing project work. To today, where I think the realization on the part of academia is no we need we need the insights and the direction and the input from industry if we're going to produce a, a pipeline of you know talented students and conversely i think what industry is saying is we really like to get under the hood and see what's going on in academia how you're instructing your you know your students and help shape that uh, shape that dialogue so yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's really a, a a much more collaborative world we live in and, and you know my role and my goal is to, is to supercharge that, if you will. Um, I just recently created a, uh, a project uh, on an in independent study basis with Starbucks. Um, so we're always looking for these opportunities to strengthen that relationship between industry and academia. So when, when you and I met uh, at breakfast a few weeks ago, you were talking about the, the class that you're working on 
uh, right now. The uh, the IoT interface and design and business information, right? Uh, can yeah, you talk yeah. a little bit about how that's set up and what the structure is and what types of things uh, you're doing with the students? Yeah, so one of the first things uh, you know I, I, I did when I, I took on the assignment was, again, approach Matthew and Davide and say, look, we, we really need to provide our students with not just strong design thinking skills and strong design skills when it comes to data analytics, data design, user interface, user experience. But then we need also then to build this bridge between what they're doing as human-centered computing you know, students to the business world. And when you think about, you, know, you, want, you want to produce students that are going to be able to get comfortable, not just in their day-to-day -day life, in, in, their, in the workforce, but also be able to then grow into the C-suite and sit yeah, at the table yeah. and help, help drive a business forward. Well, that starts with understanding business model design, and so I'm bringing that into the classroom. So this course, IoT Interface Design and Business Innovation, is just that. We're using IoT as the vehicle to drive these students to think about how they can transform their designs into new business models. Uh, it's, a, it's a graduate level course. Uh, it's, it's a pretty intense course. It's project-based. I tell the students on the first day of class, Today is the first and last lecture you're going to hear from Professor Lindsay. <laughs> and the students get wide-eyed, and they're like, well, what did we get ourselves into? What, you no. mean they didn't cheer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they were just kind of expecting that this wise guy will come in and, and you know, fill their heads with knowledge. Well, yeah. in fact, what we do is we actually, I, I broke this semester, the 60-week semester, down to three five-week chunks. And each one of those chunks is a five-week five sprint involving an industry partner to solve an IoT-based problem. And you know, so, you, you know, from day one, it, it is go, right? And, and I think what we end up with then is students that come out of the semester with a better understanding of not just thinking about that app or that specific design solution, but in, in what context will that fit into a larger business model, yeah, yeah. right? And so I have them thinking about channels of distribution, key assets, key resources, customer service, understanding the, the, the revenue streams, the cost equation, so that they can then think about how their designs fit in when they exit academia. And they, you know, they may be a, a junior designer or a junior, a junior person on staff, but they have that context of, you know what, in order for me to, to do my job effectively, I understand how this fits into the larger business equation. So that at some, one day, you know, they will be driving the business or running a P&L or sitting, you know, sitting and making some of these key strategic decisions. And the fact that they're coming out of the School of Information Community, to me, is just consistent with where I think the business world is going, which is this more collaborative work environment. Well, and in our previous episode, we talked about the rapid pace of change. And, and I like that you've broken this down into five-week sprints because, man, you do have to hit the ground running to achieve a, a target within that five weeks. So there, not only are you teaching them the business concepts, but you're teaching them to work agilely and quickly uh, to drive results. Absolutely. You know, we did a project with, with IBM's uh, uh, R&D team down in Austin, Texas, uh, this time last year. And when I described the course, I said, you know, this is a five-week sprint. They were like, well, thank God that you're finally talking in the terms of, you know, the business realities, right? <laughs> because that, that's the world they live in. And, yeah. and I was delighted to hear that and, and share that with the students, we, you know, because that, 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 in fact, is reality. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. It's, it's, it, is, it is a sprint. A semester is an eternity in the business world, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
but and, and, and so in this class, in one one semester, they may touch on home health and home health products and services. They may touch on vehicle telematics and asset tracking, and then they may get into ag tech and row crop. Yeah. So yeah. It, it it keeps them on their toes. But what I tell the students is, look, I'm going to give you a set of tools. The tools are repeatable. The only thing that changes is the design challenge, right? So that I'm good, hopefully I'm going to create a pipeline of students that when they get into the, into the into the workforce, independent of where they where they land, they'll have a set of tools that they can use and apply. Well, and and what I would love to do now is, is dig in a little bit to some of the projects, so our uh, our audience can really understand the type of work you're doing. And you mentioned earlier about Starbucks, so why don't we start there and talk a little bit about the project that you're doing with them and what. Not only what are the students going to learn, but what is Starbucks going to get out of uh, working with you guys? Sure. So that, that particular project is actually an independent study project. And, and again, in the larger context, I am always open for uh, you know, any approach from any industry to, to, to work in, in whatever capacity. You want to work in a five-week sprint? Great. If you want something that, that is a little more challenging, that you want a little more consideration, a little more focus, we can work in that. I mean, one of the things, Jeff, that I've learned going from, you know, the corporate world into academia is how flexible we can be. This notion that, you know, we have a we have this very fixed rhythm and you, you know you have to come our way with the schedule rather than us come your way is, is false. I mean we have any number of models and methods to attract industry sponsors and, and work collaboratively. And by the way, this is not about, you know, we want to deliver results. This is not about us just using this industry sponsor for our own benefit of learning. We also want to share, you know, the results of our work to the industry sponsor and hopefully get something positive out of it. So this is not a charity yeah, cost. Yeah. This is really the students going to work and solving real problems. So coming back, uh, you know, when you think about uh, Starbucks, you know, they have, you know, a basic product. It's it's water. It's coffee and maybe a little mm -hmm. cream, and you know I'm oversimplifying that. But when you think about um, water in a, in a Starbucks kiosk or a Starbucks store, that's that's the magic, right? The, the quality of the water is is a core ingredient, and a, a repeatable and consistent you know supply of water, high quality water is going to make or break that that enterprise. And so we're working with them on you know how might IoT improve the the, the level of quality of the water and, and improve the operating efficiency of that enterprise so that the barista isn't worried about water quality. They're worried about making Jeff and Lou happy when they show up every, you know, Friday morning at eight with their, with their regular order. Uh, and that's an industry that is, is highly competitive. And so this becomes a, an equation of delivering high quality end product, but also operating efficiency. You know, so you get into things like preventative maintenance, you get into things like predictive maintenance, et cetera. So you know, how can we take an IoT platform and apply it to the delivery of high quality water into the, into the stores? So th that, that was an independent study program. What about some of the five-week programs that you've been doing? What, who are some of the companies you're working with and what problems are you solving for them? So, you know, when we talk about IoT, there, there isn't one industry that's not going to be touched by a, a connected products and services strategy. And as a result, will also transform the fundamental business of that particular you know, industry. So I like to, to cast a wide net when it comes to uh, selecting our, our sponsored uh, projects um, to reflect the diversity. Um, 
and, and give the students an opportunity to, to work in a variety of industries. Um, so we've, we've done everything from an ag tech project with Bex Hybrid Seeds based in Atlanta, Indiana, a, a fantastic family-owned company that produces um, corn and soy seeds for the, for the farmers, their customers. And you know, there it was all about you know, how can we monitor row crops to ensure that those fields are going to produce the highest possible yield of corn and soybeans. And, you know, how can IoT fit into that? And then how does that not just deliver a solution to Bex, but how does that transform Bex's business model? How do they take that knowledge and monetize it, right? So that's one. Uh, we've done, we did a smart cities project uh, last semester. And again, this is a great case in point of IoT is going to impact, you know, everybody's lives. Um, smart city, people think about New York, Chicago, Cincinnati, Indianapolis. You know, they think about, you know, monitors on, street corners to, to monitor traffic and make sure the snow removal and the trash pickup, et cetera, et cetera. And the buildings are talking to the vehicles and vehicles are talking to buildings. Mm -hmm. What about these small rural town centers and how will IOT change their lives? Because you, you think about what's going on in some of these smaller you know, rural, rural town centers. I mean, there's a, there's some real issues there with, you know, with, you know, flight, you know, smart people decide that they, you know, they don't want to live in a small town. They want to move somewhere else or there's, there's a more dynamic environment. So how can we use IoT and smart cities to attract people and keep people in these rural town centers? So we did a project with the city of Rushville. We reached out to Mayor Pavey in Rushville, Indiana, population 8,000. We did a project together. So it's really about the diversity of the, of, the, of the challenge, but yet give the students a set of tools that they can go attack those challenges. Um, we did a, a project just last semester with Delta Fawcett. You know, when you think about IoT and water, and IoT and smart home, how do they play into that equation as a traditional hardware provider in, in a retail consumer channel like a Home Depot and a, a Lowe's? So how can we change that business model for, for Delta? So it runs the gamut, Jeff, and it's, it's just been, a, it's just been a, a very exciting you know, opportunity to see the students kind of react to these challenges. And at the end of the, end of the project, the sponsors come in and they're presented with three to, three to five different business cases that gives yeah. them a chance to kind of think about their business differently. And as you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago, you know, hell, if I had some extra money in my pocket, some of these these business models of students came up. Let's, let's you and I go and start a couple of businesses. That's right. Let's yeah. let's invest in that. Absolutely. Yeah, right, right. So I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball here, Lou. And and I saw um, a, a segment on 60 Minutes last week uh, about cybersecurity, and one of the things that they were talking about. Uh, in that segment was with IoT, with the Internet of Things, we open ourselves up to security risk, right? Either privacy risk or or ransomware type risk. Uh, are you addressing those types of things with your class? And and if so, how how are you addressing those things? I'd like to say that you know we in five weeks we we can touch on we can we can dig into that but we really just kind of touch on that what what our focus is really is that that, that business model and within that mm -hmm. business model so when we talk about either channels of distribution or we get in talking about customer service that's where you begin to start just to see these various layers of iot kind of emerge right so if we're talking about um, sharing of information between an assisted living facility and a son or daughter who has a parent one of those facilities and how is that information being translated? Yeah, we, we touch on that as part of that overall value proposition. But again, as 
part of the larger school of informatics and computing we do we do address those issues but we are all about applying design ideas into business model transformation yeah of course yeah yeah so I, i'm curious uh, about the healthcare facility that you just mentioned the parent that is in a in a facility what types of things are you doing there to to help facilitate that communication I, I vested interest my dad is in that situation right now and and uh, i think a lot of our listeners are in could be in those similar situations so we'd just love to hear what you guys are doing in that space yes yeah, so we, we we did we've done two projects so we have one project going uh, project underway right now we did a project with ibm you know last semester uh, where we were actually looking at aging in place and elder care we're working creativity right now, a small startup, and a couple of things you know really jump out as we as we dig in and we start ideating around these solutions. Is one, it is too easy to load up an environment <laughs> with sensors, motion detectors, um, bathroom detectors. Is the stove on? Is the microwave working? I can put video cam. You know, you and I can run down to Best Buy and we can yep. you know overload yep. our parents' home with you know Big Brother. And that's not right. I mean, that that does not speak to the dignity that we want our you know our parents, our relatives to to, to live in. Secondly, think of the data that comes comes off of that all those different devices. I mean, as IBM said, we're, we're swimming in data. We need smart data. We need relevant data. We just don't need this this endless barrage of you know the doorbell rang at three o'clock or mom put ice in a glass of water at four o'clock. It's making more intelligent decisions around what needs to be monitored. Exactly. So we're currently working with creativity on, you know, how do you, what's the intersection between machine learning, AI, a reduced set of sensors, a set of sensors that really make sense in terms of monitoring with dignity the patient, and then how does that patient interact with that technology, either through avatars, uh, AR, et cetera. So it's almost like we're, we've thrown all the sensors out the window and said, okay, let's rethink this entire space and make make uh, make a more a more sensitive and more dignified approach yeah. to, to how we do this aging in place. And there's students right now in the middle of the project. We just had a design review last week. By the way, one of the things I like to do with my design reviews is I bring in other professionals into the, into oh, the nice. classroom as part of the critique. So the students aren't just getting feedback from Professor Liu. They're getting feedback from folks from Allegiant or Rolls-Royce or High Alpha or Delta Fawcett. And they get so much more out of that interaction and that back and forth critique, which, by the way, gets back to what we yeah, said earlier. Yeah. That's how we do business, right? And you got to pitch. You got to stand, stand up in front of a, you know, your team and convince them that you have the right, you know, you're on, on the right path. And so we bring that element into the classroom. Well, and it also strengthens that bond or that bridge between uh, the business community and the academic community. Uh, and the students, right? You're bringing them together in in different settings, and that's got to help as the student then goes out uh, looking for uh, employment, starting their Absolutely. career, that type of thing. So, so, and it also means internships. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a good example. One of my students that worked on the City of Rushville project last summer, she saw that the uh, the City of Boston was looking for some interns in the UX arena. She sent her, her resume and her portfolio to the city of Boston. She got a call back. I want to know right away, tell us about the city of Rushville project. And she, they, they, 
I told the mayor of Rushville, I said, you just helped the city of Boston because they ended up hiring this woman as a UX designer last summer as an intern. That's yeah. So here's little Rushville, Indiana, giving a, giving a hand to, to Boston, even though they are patriots and we don't oh, like yeah, the yeah, patriots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, that's a great example of how we can begin to build these bridges and, and make meaningful connections between industry and academia. Well, and, and that's a perfect lead into where I'd love to wrap today, uh, Lou, is it's an ideal project. If we, if we have a listener uh, out there today that, that hears this story and says, oh, man, I would love to engage with that class, what types of things uh, would be good a good project to bring forward to you? Sure, sure. And I appreciate the opportunity to, to, to share the class and, and uh, extend the offer um, to your listeners what we're looking for are companies that you know, may be thinking about IoT and how that's going to you know, fit into their business equation, may have an IoT implementation and are looking for ways to maybe look at it differently, enhance it, you know, or companies are looking for, for growth and, and want to kind of kick the tires on IoT as a potential growth opportunity. Um, we like to keep the, the projects you know, in that five-week window, although if it is something that is a little more significant, we can we can have that discussion, but really it's about, you know, how can we bring cha meaningful challenges to the students in a very small period of time that will result in hopefully something that the business can take back as a consideration as they think about their business. And the fact that we're here and available, I think, um, just you know, makes it that much easier. I will tell you that, you know, we don't get hung up in these five-week sprints with a lot of dialogue around IP ownership of the idea, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is really about an open environment where we can have a, have a good dialogue. What the, what the students at the end of the day, Jeff, would like to have is something in their resume and in their portfolio that said, you know what, I did a project with Crown Equipment. I did a project with Amazon.com. I did a project with Delta Fawcett or Sure, and they can put that in their portfolio. So we like to keep it lightweight. We like to keep it casual. And as, as we talked earlier, this is about, in this era of of open innovation and speed to market, it kind of fits into that that uh, that mindset as well. I know we're going to have contact information in the show notes, but uh, for those that uh, would rather just hear it, how how can they get in touch with you if they have an idea for a project? Sure, it's uh, just just reach out to me. It's lenzi at uh, iu.edu, and would love to love to engage in the conversation and get something started. Fantastic. Lou, thank you so much for joining us for both of these episodes. I, I really, as I look at this list of logos that you guys have worked with, I, one of the things that jumps out at me is it's, it's industries that might not always be associated with innovation and technology. You look at uh, Beck's and uh, farming, right? Agriculture or Delta faucets. Uh, it, it just shows that, that there's application for this type of technology and these types of projects in a variety of industries. So I really appreciate your time today. Uh, to our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Lou Lindsay. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.